Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And that's right. For this very special episode, we have returned to Beast Wars. Uh, sort of. <laughs> David, what have you done? Yes, Explain, this, David. Before we go any further, uh, we will point out that this was David's idea, and for that, I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. Oh. Well, we watched. I, I realized what the uh, day it is today. Well, when this episode comes out, I realized what day this is. Yesterday, and I had to do this. <laughs> we watched an episode of Kimono Friends. <laughs> Which is apparently, I mean, I've certainly seen, like, pictures from it around the interwebs, so I guess it's yep. popular to some degree. <laughs> yes, I have seen bits of it pop up on Tumblr. Oh, Tumblr and Twitter and welcome to Jafari Park! That's a bonus thing. It's, it's appropriate considering our last episode of Animated. It like, it's a Jurassic Park ripoff. And this is a little bit too. Or a lot. Alright. This raised so many questions. <laughs> uh, first one. What is a kimono? This isn't as in like the article of clothing. No, no, it's kimono with a e. Um, okay. Beast. It basically okay. just transforms beast, animal, thing. So this is oh, so Beast Friends, <laughs> a.k.a. Beast Wars 3. <laughs> it's way better than Beast Wars 2. I would well, say no, that no, it's, just... a better, uh, it's a better, more Canada-friendly name for the show than Beasties. <laughs> oh yeah. Well now, I mean, you know, Beast Wars took place, you know, it was aired in the 90s, now I just kind of want to show where the Beast Wars cast is just hanging around a coffee shop all the time. Oh god, it's the coffee shop AU of Beast Wars. Yeah. So no one told you life was gonna do this way. Your job's a joke, you're broke. I, I can't remember the rest. Love life's DOA. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. That's it. Uh. <laughs> I, I used to blast that theme song each week in college to annoy my neighbors. <laughs> okay, I really like so there was a reason, at least, not just because you really wanted to do that. Man just loves the Rembrandts. Yeah, it was a good song. I actually bought the CD. It was one of the rare times I bought a soundtrack CD. Wow. The only time I ever bought it for a TV show. Anywho, Beast Friends. So, as a note for our listeners, uh, David ships Ross and Rachel. <laughs> Does he though? Wait, those weren't the two that were brother and sister, right? Yeah, that's what I was trying to remember. No, that that was that was Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer. Right, that's what. It was a paleontologist apparently, which only came up rarely. 
I mean, I don't know how that would ever not come up. How, how can you be talking to a guy and not, oh, yeah, you're a dinosaur scientist? You would think that would, I mean, in my experience, like, people who I have known who have been interested in that sort of thing, you can't get through a day without being reminded of, I mean, not, not yeah, just those, in the context. They talk about it all day. Not just in the context of themselves, just them bringing up ridiculous dinosaur facts okay, and yeah. trivia observations. Oh, my God. All right, so the show starts, and I I was really hoping for, like, a theme song that explained the show's premise. <laughs> that, uh, is, is, does that ever happen in Japan? Um, not, uh, no, not specifically. Like, a lot of times you get, like, thematic things that, like, talk about, like, it's fun, it's magical, it, that kind of stuff, but it's not like... But you're not getting Autobots wage their battles to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. Almost never, no. You, you get like, hey, these guys punch each other. That's about it. You you, you get ideas, not explanations. So, you're out of luck there. Well, we are indeed out of luck, because, uh, yeah, this is the fourth episode, and we open with... Okay, so there is... A girl in like a a safari hat. Yep. Well, um, and... girl. Well, okay. Here's an odd thing. <laughs> Japan has a weird thing with pronouns. Uh-huh. So she, they might be a girl. I thought that was a girl. I mean, it might be a boy. There's no confirmation either way. All all I... of the animals no. appear to actually be girls because a lot of them have skirts, but the the one with the hat is wearing shorts and Japan bad at pronouns. Oh, so this might be like a, like an Ozma of Oz kind of thing? Could be. Okay, so and her name is apparently Caban. 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 Yes. Which means it bag her backpack. She did uh, She shows up in the first episode uh Serval's like, "What's your name?" "I don't know. What kind of animal are you?" "I don't know. I'll just call you Bag cuz you're wearing a bag." So does that mean okay. if this were translated to Spanish, she'd be El Cabong? Sure. <laughs> I don't know Spanish. It was, it was a it was a quick drama gras reference. <laughs> you also I know, don't but... don't understand old old Hanna Barbera references. <laughs> but but he had a guitar, not a backpack. All right, and she and she is accompanied uh, by Serval, who is like anime cat girl Cheetor. No, it's it's Serval Chan. Serval Chan. Oh, of course. <laughs> And she is, you know, a a spotted cat girl. Yeah, she's. It's not like on a furry level. It's more like I don't know, on a having like a cat girl. Nekomimi, like maybe yeah. like a more yeah. more, yeah. Like a more long, like kind of a Zubli Zoo sort of. Sure, I don't actually remember Zubli Zoo. Well, she also she has cat ears on top of her head and human ears on the side of her head. Which is always bizarre when that happens. Uh, why? And because those are like her actual ears, it's not a headband. I, they move as if they're alive, but... Uh. So, uh, and the, they've also got like a robot, uh, cat, rabbit, Lucky raccoon beast. thing. Yeah, it, it it's a little adorable robot tour guide thing that only talks to Kanba. It's and a, a mascot on, uh, sort of thing of some sort. And they're in what appears to be the Cheetor Mobile. <laughs> yep. Uh, 
they, they fixed that last episode. Well, they, in the first episode, they met. The second episode, they met other, and well, they meet animals every episode. The second episode, they found the bus, but the battery wasn't charged, so had, they had to climb up a mountain to charge the battery so they can drive around. And this, now, this really looks like, uh, like the people movers at the, uh, Toronto Zoo. Also, there's definitely a little bit of, uh, animated of, uh, Captain Fanzone's car going on here because it's yellow and it's all rusty. Yes. <laughs> and it's, that was, that's the first thing I thought. Q tour okay. bus. So is this, is this, is this post-apocalyptic? Yeah, Probably. that's, that's what I was thinking. That was sort of the conclusion that I came to. That's that's the undertone of the show. Like the, the show, as presented, is is about a cat girl taking a human girl, well, presumably human. We she doesn't have ears or anything. Human around a park to find out what she is and meeting a bunch of other animal friends. But the park is yeah, it's a post-apocalyptic theme park. So it's Jurassic right? Park that failed. Why doesn't, well, it's, why doesn't she know what she is? <laughs> amnesia, convenient. But but it, it's better than normal amnesia. Like, amnesia pops up way too much in anime. And it's usually like, I remember my name. I remember how to do everything. I just, you know, forgot some shit that's useful and convenient for the scene. Kanba is like, she can talk, but she doesn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll also note here that if it's an abandoned theme park that failed, that's kind of the Lost World Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. Yeah. My uh, my big Peter question. <laughs> my big question uh, about this this whole thing is, who is the audience for this? <laughs> that is a good question. Okay. Because there's it's a not very us. <laughs> yeah. There's there's very much a like educational children's programming angle to it. Like, it, yeah. there's all this educational stuff about the animals that they encounter, but on the other hand, it's weird. There, there are many layers to the show. It, it's like a late-night, midnight show, but the the people making it, like, they tried to aim it, like, making it child-friendly, like, that. they're just adorable, simple characters, they're, there's the edutainment value, it's not fan servicey. Other than there's girls in skirts, but uh. so it it they were aiming it for all ages, even though it's airing at like midnight. Uh-huh. So kind of like an Adult Swim kind of thing. Yeah, I get, well, a lot of anime is trying so hard late night stuff. Like if you're watching, like actually, I don't know when air Dragon Ball airs, but there's there's like. Stuff aimed at little children, obviously, that airs in the daytime, but a lot of anime that we get over here is late night shit. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so, yeah, they're, they're going through a, a desolate desert in this, in this vehicle. Uh, you know, this strange rust encrusted vehicle, and they encounter a sandstorm, and now all I can think is that this is Mad Max Furry Road. <laughs> Sandstorm, deep hurting. Oh, and there's the opening theme. What a day. What a lovely day. That doesn't explain anything. <laughs> I just want to, does somebody play the guitar that shoots fire in a later episode? I, no, I have yet to encounter, I've only watched a few, like one episode ahead. I don't think anybody plays an instrument. And there's a whole band of like penguin people. 
Yeah, the the five penguin girls are idol singers, which is I have yet to get there. That's going to be weird. Okay, so I think so. We've we've got various animal people. Are these animals that turned into people, or people that turned into animals? Considering the way they talk, it seems like they actually were animals, and they've been turned into people. And they somehow got like clothes. The clothes there. I mean, okay, it would have to be some sort of magical thing because they clearly like their yeah their clothes are just like patterned after whatever their pattern would be there well we'll get to it later in the episode that there are animals and then there are the friends the beast friends who Mm -hmm. exist in the park and then there's the there's a volcano with giant glowing energon cubes coming out of it that seems to have something to do with everything I don't know if that made the animal friends in the first place, or that's a side effect of something else. Okay, so so like Serval is a friend. Yes, it's and not like there... it's not like Wolf's Reign where they're actually like the animal, but they're just portrayed as a person for storytelling purposes. I haven't finished it. Maybe Bag Chain is crazy. <laughs> I like to uh, I, I don't like think remind so. people of terrible things that existed once, and so now I remind you of Wolf's Reign. Oh, your potatoes. C- considering all the all the stuff they do and like their clothes are part of them, I or at least in a future episode Twitter has indicated that they're confused when Kanba takes her hat off. It's like you could take that off. <laughs> do these people know how hats work? Clearly no. They're they're animals. That that's kind of the thing. They're still oh, like... oh, I think it meant that people watching the show were confused. Oh, no, no. They, people... <laughs> No, the the friends, the animals in the show are confused by clothes. But they all wear clothes. That, I haven't gotten to that episode to figure out if they can take their clothes off. I don't think so. Let's uh, but you said there wasn't stuff in this. <laughs> so what seemed to be like a skirt is actually just like a uh, a thin membrane of flesh? Maybe I don't know. I didn't get there. <laughs> oh, what did I would explain why they seem to get hot feet from, uh, hot feet from the desert through the floor of the bus, despite also wearing shoes. Yeah, that part was actually kind of weird. Like, the floor becomes lava in the bus, or hot as lava. Well, I think the idea was that it was the weather was really hot, but yeah. the top part of the bus was opened up, so it was getting circulation, and then the bottom part wasn't, so it was really hot. And then they got to point out that Sand Cat has fur on its feet so it can walk yeah, on so sand. They're, they're joined by Sand Cat, who is also a friend uh, based on the Sand Cat, who is kind of uh, like our Tigatron. Yeah. Kind of, and well, uh, she must kill you because uh, God told her to. <laughs> well, she's... Well, I guess all the the friends are more are in tune with nature, but she's like more with it. She's also... Sand Cat is kind of ADHD or autistic? Like, her... Because she's a cat, she has lots of curiosity... But there's also a thing like she adapts well to heat and cold, so her personality just keeps flipping from, ooh, I'm really interested in that, I'm bored now. I just thought she was supposed to be uh, like that because she's a cat. Yeah, but but she's like more so than Serval. Okay. So yeah, they they join they join her. uh, Their their robot cat breaks. Oh oh yeah, uh, Lucky Beast breaks down yet again because it's a running gag that. Well, apparently, little robot Lucky Beast is a tour guide for the park to humans. And every once in a while, he encounters something that 
like an attraction that should be working. Like when they first find the bus and the battery's dead, he, he just shuts down because the shit should be working. There should be a road here. Oh God, why there's why is there a river in the middle of the road? <laughs> it just it just locks. It's up. just like ah, uh, my programming didn't tell me how to deal with this. He locks up and turns gray. So this is like a Westworld. So he dies. <laughs> he dies for a little bit. Except I hope nobody is having sex with this thing. Yeah, no. Uh, no. Uh, 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 I mean, Japan, but anime fans, <laughs> but... And also, it's driving this uh, this thing. Moving the steering wheel, it has no arms. <laughs> Wi-Fi! It's explained in the next episode. It drives with Wi-Fi. Uh, okay, then. I mean, presumably it's designed to, you know, drive the tour vehicles if it's a tour robot thing. I mean, I, I need to know this thing. Explain to me your premise, theme song. Or, or give me some awkward exposition. Well, nope. Lucky Beast is giving so much awkward exposition because it's a tour guide about animals Yeah, but in about the park. deserts. I know stuff about deserts already. <laughs> I don't know about your animal people. Which is, again, why I'm like, what is the target audience for this? Because it is a very, you know... Kid-oriented sort of explanations of stuff I like don't the nature think of even the people can. making it know. I don't either. And uh, I, I guess we're kind of skipping ahead here, but when they get, <laughs> I guess they go to commercial, they have like little interludes where it sounds like they just phoned a cat scientist. Yeah, and asked them some questions. <laughs> the, I, it sounds like it's a crummy phone connection. Yeah, the audio quality on those they actually talk to like zoologists and things. And the, yeah, the audio quality, it's clearly a phone and so bad. But oh, the one in this one for, uh, Sandcat is actually an American. Yes, I yes. like that she's listed as, what was it, like Lauren Oni son? Yeah, uh, <laughs> actually, somewhere. Uh, Lauren Oni son. Yeah, these just all, uh, hey, yeah, I don't know, uh, these Sandcats, they have these, uh, this fur on their feet so they don't get, uh, hot. <laughs> the end. Do you want to know anything else? No, nah, I'm good. That That's all. <laughs> Who is this? Why are you calling me? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of... Well, the, the one we get later... Oh, oh, the... the, the anyway. The, um, the, the voice actors in this are pretty much like... This is like their first or second job for most of them. <laughs> which is kind of obvious in some cases that they're amateurish, but in, in enthusiastic ways. Like, um, Sandcat yeah. is voiced by the singer of the ending theme. Okay. Whose name is Muhan? Or at least that's her <laughs> singing. You like the sound a cat makes? Yeah, M M E W H A N. Muhan. At least Gosh. I assume that's how you would pronounce it. That's how I would pronounce it. Unless it's Mewan. Uh. Probably. Even not. the Even the animation looks like it's being done by people who are extremely enthusiastic but had no budget for an actual piece of 3D software, so they're using something they got for free on the internet. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. The, the animation in this, it's... It so reminds this is CG. Me, yeah, it, it's CG. We haven't actually mentioned that yet. It's CG, which is another reason to compare it to Beast Wars and why why I wanted to do it. But it's like, it's... It's very immature-ish and, and that... Like, they're trying so hard. There's charm to the animation, even though there's flaws. Oh, my God, are there flaws. And there are gifts <laughs> of those flaws. But, like, they're doing it so enthusiastically. It, it reminds me of early Beast Wars where, like, let's just try anything. 
Yeah, and there'd be like clipping all over the place and it'd be really awkward, but you know, we're, we're pioneering. Yeah, it's like, cause there have been other, uh, CG, all CG shows in Japan, but they're usually like, they're very short or they're pure comedy, like visual gag stuff, not really telling a story usually. And this is doing more and it's succeeding despite itself in amazing <laughs> ways. Way to put it. I mean, it's a very sort of, uh, RWBY style of animation. Yeah. So it's that sort of cell shady to yeah. the point where you can't really tell that well. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily know from like a still. Yeah. Like that it was CG, but. Like distance shots, they look, that could just be a cell. Close up, well, they move a little weird and, and the faces are odd, but odd in charming ways. Like it's, it's, it's happy accidents, the series. It, <laughs> it reminds me of those. Websites where you can go and type in your own dialogue and then they'll do a voice synthesizer and, like, they have a stock animation for the character already. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yes. I want to just make an entire show with one of those. It'll be great. <laughs> Alright, so they've got, uh, so yeah, they, they visit this, uh, Sand Cat's cave where she digs in the sand to get them some food and <laughs> never accept anything the cat is dug out of sand to get oh, it's pretty cute though. It's, it's adorable, but like, she digs in the sand to bring out two bags with Japari buns, official park buns, that have been there, going back to the post-apocalyptic thing, how long? <laughs> like, I mean, maybe these things are like Twinkies. Presumably they're like Twinkies, but like, looking at the decay of like some things in this park, it's been, it's been decades, if not a hundred years, yeah, since shit shut down. And uh, does Japari mean anything? I don't know. I didn't look that hard up. <laughs> I would, okay. I would just assume that it's like a portmanteau of uh, Japan safari, but probably. Oh. Who knows? Oh, and it's become corrupted over the years, like uh, like in Commandy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Oh, this is there a little bit of Commandy stuff. Oh man, and Commandy is also about animal people. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, that that Commandy actually fits better than my first thought, which was like the ultra, or, um, oh, what the fuck, the, um, oh, the, no, the, uh, the new men, or the Knights of Wondergore. Yeah, uh, 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 the, um, the high evolutionary. High, yeah, him. Uh-huh. Yeah, cause, cause they're uplifted animals. Yes. Whereas these appear to be animals that have maybe evolved into people somehow, question mark? I, I well, like, I forget. One of them, was it Ibis in the previous episode, said, like, I used to be a bird, but now that I can fly better, now that there's wings on my head instead of wings sure, on my head. Sure, why not? It's, oh. There's strange child logic in this series. Yeah. Things just work. And we don't <laughs> know why. But now we have a human to explain them to us. Possibly. Anyway, so they, uh, uh, so Sandcat does not end up accompanying them. I kind of thought that since this was an early episode, she might become like part of the team. Yeah, no, the, the, okay, the, the breakdown is like every episode, Kanba and Serval meet new friends. They show the new friends things or teach them stuff about the world they didn't realize and move on. It's, it's a travel series. Like, uh, Kung Fu, the legendary journeys with cute animals. <laughs> okay. Oh. 
Or, or like the littlest hobo. Sure. That's probably more appropriate because was it just the dog that was the only recurring character? It was just a dog. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow I'll find another home. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. A- anyway, Sandcat tells them about, oh, there's this hole at the back of the cave and instead of sleeping here at night and freezing to death. And then they find a hole and, and there's a giant tunnel in there. And Sandcat digs it out because Sandcat has a friend who's good at digging. Sugoi! Yay! Sugoi! There's this giant underground tunnel with, like, four lanes of traffic. It is like the underground tunnels in Disneyland. Yeah, I didn't question that. Yeah, this is where they take the uh, the guests if they have to die so they don't die on an attraction. Ah, okay. Yeah, so they go down there, and, and Sandcat I, has had enough curiosity for today. It was fun. Come back again sometime, girls, and they just drive away on their little Cheetor car. And then we get a commercial break and basically a second mini-episode. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's... I guess the episodes are kind of, so far, the ones that I've seen, they're kind of, sort of broken like that. Like, you meet a friend, and then in the second half you meet a different friend, or you get the two of them together and stuff happens. Uh, that sounds dubious. Which, um, yes This and whole no- premise is dubious. The next episode yeah. is about them getting an indecisive beaver and an overly energetic prairie dog to work together to build a house, and they end up living together. The next episode oh. is about creating a lesbian couple. Yay! Yay. It's adorable. Well, I mean, of course they're moving in together immediately. Yeah. yeah. That's what you do. I'm sorry, that probably wasn't my joke to make. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's it's, okay, it's given. And given we are at ads now, do we want to talk at all about ads? Oh, sure. Because um, I actually pay for Crunchyroll, and I have been for years, so I haven't seen commercials on there in like five years. So what the heck were the commercials we're, like? Uh, we're a bunch of freeloaders. Yes. Yeah. So, uh... One of the commercials that I got was just this weird, like, video of video footage from some local real estate. Now, bear in mind, I live in a fairly decent-sized metropolitan area, uh, but it was some local real estate person just, like, you know, obviously had taken this footage of these properties, like, going through someone's backyard with this, like, stock movie trailer music. And then, you know, at, at the beginning and the end of it would say, like, brought to you by whoever the real estate agent was. Uh, also, some kind of weird car-oriented thing that may have been for razors. I I just got ads for anime. Really? Yes. I did not. Uh, I did not get ads for anime, but I got ads for. Uh, I got an ad for some horrible-looking animation. Like American produced uh thing involved like wannabe adult swim thing involving dogs. Wow. It looked terrible. It probably didn't give you any specific ads, Rob, because it probably didn't realize your like location, I would assume. Ah, uh, because uh, I'm in the uh, I'm in parts unknown, aka Canada. Yeah. <laughs> you would think they would be set up to serve ads to Canadian viewers if they're going to even allow them to access the or video they, content. Or they just didn't cookie him right, because it took Maybe. a while to get him connected to watch. I was watching on a 
on a mobile device instead of on my computer because it wasn't showing the player in my main web browser. And I got weird mobile ad stuff like tax prep and an extended ad for a copper IUD. (laughs) (laughs) A copper one, not a, uh, not a hormonal. Yeah, non-hormonal. Okay, okay. Oh. And I, I was, I was horrified at the fact that the advertisement needed to point out that if your IUD falls out, you need to use another form of birth control until you get it put back in. Well, you know, it's it's a medical thing, so they sort of have to, you know, cover all their bases. But, yeah. And, of course, the string of horrible possible side effects they have to include at the end. Well, yeah, I guess there's uh, uh, uterine perforation. That's uh, That's not fun. And that 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 does not sound fun. <laughs> no, it's it's oh. exactly what it sounds like. Oh, oh, I, I I actually did get an ad when I was uh, troubleshooting with Rob to get it to work for Milano cookies. So that targeted ad is the least appropriate to me. I don't think you can get those in Canada. Oh, I love Milano cookies, especially what, the what are those? are those? What are those like Oreos or they're, no? They're they're two vanilla cookie white. Well, I guess. Regular cookie wafers with chocolate in the middle or other flavors. There's now they got raspberry a lot, double chocolate. I had banana the other day, which wasn't bad, but I don't need again. Oh, okay. We call those Monaco up here. Oh, I prefer calling them Milano's because it makes me think of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I was going to make you think of Embrace of the Vampire or uh, um. Is it Italian art, Milano? Is that where Milan? Yeah, Milan, Italy. Anywho, commercial breakover, and that's when we get the Lauren Onesama telling us a little bit bits of information about the kitty cat. I, they cut off the end where she asked them how they got this number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, it does cut off like the subtitles in, in Japanese and, and in English, like cover everything she says, but like she's saying burrow and it just but and that's where it ends. <laughs> Editing. Uh, do the not Milanos in Canada are they sold by uh, Cayenne Mountain Park or Cayenne Mountain Farms? I think it's Instead Pepper of Pepper Ridge Farms. Ridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's who makes them here. Yeah. Okay, I have no idea why they call them Monaco's here. Hmm. You haven't? I don't know that. that why it is weird? Why you would pick a different town? In Europe. <laughs> anyway, so our next episode, basically, uh, we start in like we're in a giant underground labyrinth. Yeah, cause they find a side tunnel and they have to explore it, which in a lot of anime would be a really, really bad idea because that's where the monster is going to be hiding. But this isn't ag- <laughs> this isn't exactly a horror mo- series, even though like it's bright and cheerful, but there's these odd undertones because it's post-apocalyptic setting. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. And uh, it's here that we meet the friend of the episode, which is a Suchinoko. Suchinoko. Now that this is this is an this is a known thing. It is a Japanese cryptid. Yeah. Okay. It's it's so weird because like when I was watching, it's like, oh wait, they have fake animals in the show too. (laughs) The Suchinoko is is um, you know what a skink looks like. Yeah, 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 it's a, it's a lizard. Yeah, take the legs off. That's a Suchinoko. It, it's well, as later but, in the episode, when 
They talk to a guy from a Tsuchinoko museum who believes they're real. It's it's a fat snake that's like short with a fat body, a little tiny tail, although it should be all tail since it's a snake, and it can but hop. There, there, there are there are legless. I mean, there's at least one species of lizards that. That is legless, which is ridiculous because a legless lizard should be a snake, but it's classified as a lizard. So and, does and this thing have any? That's the most boring cryptid ever. I know this is a very underwhelming cryptid. Like, well, does it have it, magical powers or anything? Well, that's the thing. Poisonous. Like, pretty much every magical thing in Japan is like it can talk. In some legends, it can hop. It likes alcohol. Of course, every like Tanuki Kitsune, they all like alcohol. They, they and get apparently every they can, mythical creature jump or drunk. Apparently they can curl up into a ring, swallow their own tail, and then roll down hills. Yeah, well, like, so they're hoop snakes. Yeah, they're hoop snakes. Only which is fat an, hoop snakes. An, which is a similar uh American cryptid. Yeah, from oh the lumberjacks created so many crazy things. Yep. <laughs> well, you know. But yeah, so so this is a fake snake that that has an even weirder personality than the sand cat, and she's wearing a hoodie that looks like Dinobot. Yes. Yes. And also, I like that her face is poking out of the snake's mouth like she's a Spider-Man villain. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think all the snake uh, variations in the show wear hoodies. Like, oh, I guess, uh, like, like, uh, uh, like a member of the Serpent Society. Yeah. Oh, oh, she's the, she's the head of the, the Serpent Society. The ridiculous Serpent Society, not the cool Serpent Society from Luke Whoa. Cage. I don't know. The Serpent Society is kind of silly. They're not in Luke Cage. I mean, in the show. I mean, I'm oh, sure. Oh, they actually are. Oh, I can't get to Luke Cage. The, I mean, I mean, they do not show up as a group of supervillains that is a satire on modern corporations that is also a bunch of snake-themed supervillains with a dental plan. Yes. <laughs> They, they, they are not like that. Gotta them. take care of those sharp teeth. Oh, and right. this, this might be like, or it's the only one I know of where the voice actress actually has done other work. A lot of other work. Oh. Like, um, oh, things that we might she know. She was their whole, their whole casting budget. When Possibly? this character showed up, I just kind of immediately was waiting for Major Zero and Paramedic to call me and tell me not to eat it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, snake, right, yeah. Um, no, she, um, Stein's Gate, which some people might have heard of, she, uh, she plays Ruka, who is the quantum gendered adorable boy girl. Wait, quantum gendered? Does her gender, does their gender change if you observe them? Yes, cause that's a series about where a character sort of time travels, but he's actually sort of more jumping dimensions. Like he remembers things. From these other timelines, and in one timeline, Ruka is a girl, but in the main timeline, it's a boy. It looks okay. and sounds exactly the same. <laughs> Most of what I know about it is that I saw the uh, the guy who voiced like the main character at an anime convention, and he talked about how he just completely like destroyed his voice doing some stuff, and it was yeah. really messed up. And it was a great show, and everybody should watch it. It is a really good show. It's a little weird. It's not my he, short does, list. he has to do a lot of screaming. Um, wait, was she? Oh yeah, in Bacano, which I told to watch, she's, uh, niece Holly Stone, always spelled nice, who's a girl who loves explosives so much that one time she accidentally blew half her face off. Ooh. She wasn't very good at the beginning. No. Uh, that's a fun character. Um, Sasha Browse in uh, Attack on Titan. The girl who loves bread and potatoes. 
I think uh-huh. we're going potatoes. Yeah. And There's oh, uh, Weight Watchers. Most related to us in the dub of Transformers Robots in Disguise, the, the new one, not the old one, because it's the dub, she voices Filch. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yay. So it's, they didn't just get someone they already had on staff like they did with the American one. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is kind of weird. It's, Japan does more stunt casting because I guess they, it, there's union. The union rules are easier. You can have as many voice actors as you want. Ah. And she's, uh, Filch is probably good because as Suchinoko, she does a lot of screeching. There <laughs> is a lot of screeching. So she's almost like a like a Japanese Cobra Commander. <laughs> yes. And it's kind of a Cobra Commander costume. Oh yeah, so, so they go in there, they meet Tsuchinoku, they kick the Geta sandal that was propping the door open to get back out, so they have to go through the ride that is the underground labyrinth that a PA announces to them. Yes. Because yeah. that's still working. It. Oh, I just noticed another note that I skipped over. Okay, so cryptids can be friends too. Where's Sasquatch Chan? <laughs> Anyway. I don't think anyone really wants that. I mean, it's doing a Jack Link's Beef Jerky commercials. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's too busy being an alpha flight. <laughs> yeah. So they're trapped in this underground labyrinth, and they have to find another way out, find the exit, and um, Suchinoko wants to split the party. Don't split the party! No. Don't do it. Which is what Bag or Kanba shouts at them. It's like, don't split up. Let's stick together and look for the exit. Also, she's really, really sundere, like super sundere. Yeah, it's pretty good. And she's wearing these weird sort of raised sandals. Yeah, uh, geta. They're, they're wooden Japanese sandals, but she has one-toothed ones. Normally, they're they're two te- teeth. Well, they call them teeth. They're the the parts that touch the ground. She right. only has one, which is usually for uh, tengu. Mm-hmm. Which means bird demons. Ah. Some people wear them too. They're, they're um, I did I wear? No, I wore regular ones in Japan. Uh, the the one the one tooth ones. They're supposedly they're easy to walk in, but it's hard to stop. Ah, yeah, I could see that. It's kind of like walking on those uh, Skechers shoes that had the curved bottom that were supposed to give you a workout. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're you're constantly off balance. I, I will say that in in being really Sundere, she is also like Dinobot. Yeah. Oh, that, she, it seems like because she's a cryptid, she's freaked out by people looking at her. Yeah, because she keeps hiding around a corner and just peeking around, and, and she gets in the shadow, and the eyes on her hoodie light up. Yes, they glow. Uh, well, also, she gets... She, she gets overly excited about archaeology. Apparently she's an archaeologist. She yells at Serval for scratching at the door, complaining you're destroying the ruins. Yes, uh-huh. priceless ruins. <laughs> <laughs> of a theme park. Which and th- are ruins now. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe they're just in, uh, what is it, uh, Action Park in New Jersey? Uh, well, actually, uh, the ending theme visuals, like th- there's photographs of, like, Disused amusement parks and things. So it's mm. appropriate. Yes. Uh, hey, Action Park might be in there. Or maybe that, uh, that Six Flags in New Orleans that was destroyed by Hurricane Katrina and then abandoned. Maybe yeah. there, there's Ferris wheels and things. I mean, I know there's 
a few th- abandoned things in Japan. I don't know if there's an entire amusement park. It's probably easier to find him in Jersey or somewhere. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, that's why New Jersey is America's supervillain capital. <laughs> oh, so many abandoned toy warehouses. All those old child worlds. And I know you've got uh, chemical plants. Oh, chemical plants off the walls. Do you want a regular chemical plant or do you want a super fun site? I mean, uh, listen, I just want the kind where a guy can like fall into a vat of that would be a super fun site. Come out a uh, yeah, like a monster guy. It sounds like you're making it sound like New Jersey was designed to try to create the Joker. Well, I mean, you call a spade a spade. Yeah. And, uh, well, we also find out here that the characters live in constant fear of ceruleans. Yes. Yes, what the fuck is a cerulean? Um, In the color. They're not cerulean. They're like purple. (laughs) Okay. In the fir- in the first episode, they encounter Cerulean that actually is Cerulean. It's blue. It's this big glowing blob thingy with one eye. And they- they're question mark. They might be related to the giant energon cubes coming out of the volcano. They seem to be machines, maybe. Uh, I was thinking maybe they were the ghosts from Pac Man. Maybe they're they're not part of the original park, unlike the the friends, the animal girls. They're some invasive thing that has come in and, well, does, presumably hurts and kills the animal girls. That's not really made clear. They just know not to go near them, and they're violent and dangerous. Mm -hmm. And they seem to be able to ooze through things. Yeah, that was really cool. All I could think was uh, the uh, the 80s version of the blob, because they're totally the same color as the 80s blob. Yeah, oh, but, um, Suchinoko can smell them because she has a pit organ. She's a friend who's really good at smelling. Sugoi. I mean, pit <laughs> organs are a thing snakes have. Yeah, but she's a, a fake snake, so it's just weirder. A fake snake that may actually just be a skink or a salamander. I mean, she must have been, like, an actual, uh, Suchinoko that evolved into a person somehow. Oh, yeah, that's, that's extra weird. Okay, so there might, there's genetic engineering even before they started turning animals into people. The, the weirdness just gets deeper and it just glosses over these strange things that make you curious as hell. Anyway, Big Red's, uh, Ceruleans are chasing them. And Serval Cheetor is stupid, cause she says, oh no, they, they can't get to us. She starts tapping at the wood there behind and they start oozing through and, she starts swiping at it because she killed the one in the first episode by hitting a crystal on their back, but there's a bunch of them, so they run away. Run away! Run away! Oh! The the fight, battle, running away monster music is this really cool EDM music. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. And uh, eventually, and once again, continuing the Beast Wars parallels, they they run across a bridge, which then <laughs> collapses. <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, As they do. I was so happy when that, 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 that's pretty much why I picked this episode. Oh, there's a bridge. Oh, it crumbles. This is a Beast Wars episode. <laughs> also, how do floating blobs collapse a bridge? Well, the, yeah, they actually do kind of float, but I guess they were bouncing along? Or, or maybe they, maybe they're like repulsors that lift them. So, so if there's nothing below them, they will fall. Maybe. I'm and sure they they'll send you a no some... prize. Yeah. Yes. 
and they do have like some sort of force that those you know repulsors are. You know, you know prizes in the mail, true believer. <laughs> Excelsior! Yay! I get a Japari coin. <laughs> oh yeah, which uh, this is totally like a Mad Max thing, where this is uh, like a uh, theme park script that you uh, that has become uh, you know treasure. Well, it, it seems like Tsuchinoko was fascinated by it because it was like an artifact of old, and then it was explained to be like, oh, it's currency. It's like what we use Jafari buns for now. Yeah, she, <laughs> she was basically explaining that capitalism is extinct. Here's a re- relic of the old order. Hey! I mean, people seem to be extinct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that actually does come up at the, at the end of the episode that Suchino, well, first when she meets, um, uh, Bagchan, uh, Suchinoko wonders, what kind of animal are you? And, and she doesn't know, but at the end of the episode, she seems to figure it out that she might be human. She says something about she wasn't annihilated. Uh-huh. Yes. And because Suchinoko is sort of an archaeologist, she might have found out that there used to be people. That people are a thing. And, hey, there's a people that's not dead. Mm. Which is weird. It's interesting. And uh, also the question is, uh, all these animals appear to be female. Yes. Like Jurassic Park. Yeah, like Jurassic Park. So I guess if it's been decades since humanity was destroyed or whatever happened, are these animals just nigh-immortal? Because if it's just females, you're not making any more of them. Yeah, and and they only ever seem to eat the Japari buns. Nobody else ever seems to eat anything. Well, beaver chews on a tree, but that's not really eating. That's making logs. So no, they don't actually eat the wood. Or the although, like when Bagchan first turns up, like Serval said, "Oh, you you must be a new friend because there was a starfall or something the night before. There's like little sparkles on the ground." Like, she came from the sky somewhere, so apparently new friends keep showing up from somewhere. Maybe the park makes new animals. Eh? There's just so much about this thing that isn't explained. No. <laughs> Honestly, to the better, because it makes you curious, and there's probably no explanation that would make also, sense. It's like Lost? Yeah. But but unlike like lost like like you want to know why the fuck is there a giant hole in the ground where you got to punch numbers and then you finally get the explanation and it's stupid. <laughs> well, I guess with this one you know the explanation is going to be stupid no matter what. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's silly. But but <laughs> like Jurassic like ah, Lost took itself so seriously and then just went to crazy places. This doesn't take itself seriously. It's it's slice of life comedy just. Figuring out how life works, like they're sol- they're solving basic problems, so you don't really have to worry about the big problems until the season finale, which I haven't seen yet because it hasn't actually aired. Maybe they'll solve things, and it'll all get weird. What? It's crazy. Okay, do you think the ending answers. is going to be weirder or less weird than End of Ava? The <laughs> I don't uh, think it's TV or movie. Although they're basically the same, they're just one slightly. Less shit. Uh, I abstain because I have never seen Eva. What? Congratulations. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm the one guy on the internet who hasn't seen it. If any, yeah, it might do the TV like 
Kanba has a revelation, but then forgets again. I could live with that. Like, oh, I'm a people. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oops. I guess maybe we shouldn't have accidentally destroyed everything. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, they go back to the labyrinth, and they're exploring, and, and they find an exit blocked with lava. Yeah, we're... And this... This is fresh, like not, this is not fresh lava, this is hardened. Oh yeah. And well, like still- I said, it's been decades at some point that shit has happened, so there's a volcano somewhere. Well, and there's a giant energy of volcanoes, but there's actual lava blocking an exit. And when they actually do get outside, there's also a lot of sand that's filled in the exit zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause time has passed. So they have to go looking for another exit. And, wait, is it there? Oh, no, that that's when Kanba recognizes a symbol she's seen in multiple places. An exit sign. <laughs> dun, dun, she, dun. she can recognize symbolic iconography, and, well, although seeing that, that Japanese exit sign symbol just made me flash back to Magical Madoka. <laughs> <laughs> Scared. But, yeah, so they follow signs to another exit, but it doesn't look like an exit. Because it's a secret ninja door exit. you got to push the wall. Ha. Huh. That must be where the employees used to, used to yeah, go through. Yeah, because they come out a smaller side entrance, so it, it's the employees' exit. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh. I was disappointed we didn't get to see the gift shop. Yes. Yeah. That'll be a future episode. I mean, I guess the whole thing is like the park, so I, I guess you exit. That'll be the last thing if uh, my museum tours are any indication. Exit through the <laughs> gift shop. Yes. Well, oh, yeah. Oh. Although with the uh, theme parks, it's usually you exit through a gift shop for each attraction with its own themed stuff. Well, this is true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, and the they are on a quest to go to the library to find out what kind of animal Kanba is. Maybe the library is a gift shop. Why would there be a library in a theme park? I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, well, like, like a gift shop selling books about the animals. Picture books, presumably. Zoo books! Ooh, I want to see zoo books! <laughs> One of the Disney resorts did have a learning annex type thing for a while, too. Oh. Well, there oh, you go. Neat. Anyway, they get outside the goal, which is a little sort of, I don't know, not quite a park, because, well, it's filled in with sand and lava, and, and Tsuchi Noko gets really excited because she sees a bass relief of a cat. <laughs> it's a cat. Yeah, an actual Cat, not a cat person. Yes, that's that is an important distinction to make. Oh, and and she says something about like the lava was there before the park opened, which like hmm. maybe a natural disaster with the lava closed the park. If that wasn't actually the apocalypse, it was the beginning of it. Did the park ever actually open? Yeah, that's, it seems to apply like what she says, but how would she know that the park never actually opened? But, like, the yeah, the park never officially opened. So, it's, it's abandoned. Is the rest of the world abandoned? Is there a rest of the world? Maybe. We'll never know. Maybe this isn't even Earth. <sighs> dun dun. Like, I think, I, I don't watch that Westworld show, but my understanding is that it turned out to be a different planet. What? That's... What? On the one hand, that's interesting. On the other hand, that's stupid. Like it's the far future or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know. I haven't been watching it because I just have a general disdain for Michael Crichton. 
I, I mean, I do, but I also really love Jurassic Park. <laughs> I, don't know. I saw the movie in the sequel. I don't really need to watch the TV show. Oh, Future World. I wasn't aware anybody had seen that. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, cause it was more interesting cause it was more than just West World. Or wait, was it in the first one? Did they actually go to other parks? I, I think there's like a wall. medieval part that they touch on briefly. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, there's more in the sequel. All the sequel is were shit. I do remember that. Yeah, Here. there's like there's like a medieval knight part that you see briefly, hmm. but mostly you see the west part. Oh yeah. Oh, and apparently there's also Roman world. Uh-huh. Roman. Oh. oh, and it's in. The t- oh, I forgot that the original future world takes place in the far future of 1983. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Oh, that, that's aiming short. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, we'll definitely have realistic robots in ten years. Yeah, wow. Sure. Somebody got ahead of himself. <sighs> so, yeah, that is uh, that is Kimono Friends. We get another uh, informational bit, uh, this time from a guy who runs a Tsuchinoko Museum or works there. Yeah, like, uh, is it an his expert basement? on a fake anime. <laughs> well, they have... It, it makes sense to have... Well, they, they have Sasquatch museums, so... Yeah, and they're run by weirdos. And, and this is actually slightly better. <laughs> yeah, they are probably run by weirdos, but it, it's more entertaining rural weirdos, I would imagine. It's like, it's like charming local folklore. I assume there aren't, like, reality TV shows about uh, whatever the Japanese equivalent of rednecks are going out in the woods and looking for stubby little snakes. <laughs> yes, but no, there there are a lot, or used to be a lot of like weird mystery, like like unsolved mysteries, but more on a cable news budget. Or, so, no, UHF news budget, more like like <laughs> that, that would go out and talk to people. Wait, about so it was weird Al Yankovic on them? <laughs> Maybe. Kind of that level. I, I'm I'm just wondering who the Japanese equivalent of Robert Stack is. I don't – whatever reporter they can con into sending out and talking to locals. Oh, so like an actual reporter, not a dignified older character actor. I, I wouldn't imagine they'd have a character actor. I, I imagine they would just send out someone who was on a news channel for like a week and left under mysterious circumstances. Anyway, yeah, they're, they're done with that and uh, – Lucky Beast comes out and is even more clearly a tour guide because he changes voice to the announcer that announced the beginning of the labyrinth, which is weird. Again, only talking to Kanba, and Tsuchinoko is surprised. It talks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that they go on their way. They leave uh, the crazy Dinobot girl behind, and uh, that is the episode. And I am. Uh, Befuddled. I, I, I've had a little more explanation now from you, so I kind of yeah. know what's going on. Anime was a mistake. <laughs> it certainly was uh, this week. Oh, oh, that's goody. I, I was taking bets that if, if anybody would say this was a mistake. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to know more. No, I'm, I'm just saying Starship anime. Style. Like in, in a, you know, overarching Miyazaki sort of way anime was a mistake yeah <laughs> this is like the proof of just the ridiculous 
recursive influence that's just created this weird garbage. (laughs) I just want it to be about Mecha again. I just want anime to all be about Mecha again. I know. We don't get enough Mecha anime recently. We get Gundam and maybe one or two other things, and it's all more realistic, not super robots anymore. Uh, I miss those days. But this... Anime has been getting more CG recently, like lots of CG cars, CG Gundams, and other comedy shits. This this is the first series that, like, okay, CG anime might be going in the right direction, even though this is sort of a weird failure that works direction. <laughs> I suppose. I'll, I'll take someone else's word for it. So this, we may come back to this. If, Wait, what? I mean, if it gets Beast Warsy again, I okay. Uh, well, I can imagine the last episode it, will probably it be. It gets to the end, and it turns out it was Earth all along. Oh, oh God! What if it was Cybertron all along? <gasps> dun, dun, you dun. maniacs! Oh God! At the at the end, like uh, with Beast Machines, when they cyberformed the planet, everything was. Part animal and part machine. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, oh man. man, that that weird robot cat thing. It's actually the diagnostic drone reformatted. <laughs> Yikes. I can't deal with that. And somehow it corrected for most Cybertronians being male on making all the new ones female. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe it's just in, in this park part of Cybertron, they're all female. That's a, that, that's some poor long-term uh, planning there. <laughs> well, the park never actually opened. There was supposed to be another one next door. I was supposed to get a shipment of dudes in. Now we'll never uh, make new ones. Uh, so we we will return next week uh, with actual Transformers. Aww, no more Beast Wars three. Uh, as promised, as promised last time. <laughs> yes. Before we decided, we really needed some April Fools. Stuff. Yes, and indeed, it appears that we were the fools. Yeah, just a little. Or at least David was the fool. <laughs> no, Next David time, was the fooler. Next time my turn comes up to pick something, we are doing vampires. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, anime was a mistake. <laughs> <sighs> oh, jeez, vampires. No. No, make it stop. Make it stop. But until next time, when we uh, we finally get to talk about Lance Henriksen, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we are on Tumblr, and we are on Facebook. And we are hosted by IaconUnderground.net, uh, where we also have our news podcast, Icon Underground Radio. Uh, we have a Patreon set up to help support uh, both of those and our uh, hosting fees, equipment upgrades, etc. Uh, and that is at patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. Uh, we are also looking for new ideas for Patreon goals, uh, so feel free to tweet us at IaconUG uh, or just send us an email to the Maximail bag uh, with any sort of ideas, stuff you think would be interesting to see, etc. Right, and of course you can find us on uh, whatever podcast service you prefer. Both we're both on iTunes and on Google Play. So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. 
I'm Alex. The world's largest rubber ducky is coming back to Toronto. I'm David. That, that was tweeted to us. There's a giant rubber ducky. Yes. It's going to be in Toronto. And I suppose they know that I'm a known Canadian. <laughs> well, they also know that rubber duckies are relevant. Well, of course. Oh, I wonder if there's a duck friend. Probably. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess know. there are birds and reptiles. Are there, like, bug people? I don't know. I, I don't think so. Because I know the Japanese love their bugs. I know there's at least spiders in the park because they mention that when when they're driving past one thing and it's like, oh, this nest was built with uh, leaves and and spider webs. And and I'm just hoping there's not a spider girl, although if there is, we'll have to do that episode because it'll be Black Arachnia. Oh, yeah. I I have, there's a joke they must do, but I doubt they will. Hmm? They need to do a scene with uh, stereotypical anime cicada noises. (laughs) <laughs> to indicate like heat and boredom and then just pan over to a cicada girl. Oh, oh. Yes. I I don't think there's any bug girls, but yeah, that would be one of the best visual gags you could do. <laughs> oh hey, I think I'm actually going to be in Toronto uh for Canada Day. I may very oh, well see that giant rubber duck. Yay. Thanks. Oh I I didn't expect this to run this long for that episode. <laughs> I mean, I do have four pages of notes, but that's because I expected to have to cover what's going on, because I did I wasn't sure anybody else would take notes. It's like, what the fuck is this shit? I mean, mine is mostly question marks and <laughs> Mad Max quotes. Uh, I thought back to something I wish I could have gotten the name right in my head, but hmm? the uh, Unsolved Mysteries Japanese person would basically be a Japanese Lance Catamaran. <laughs> 